start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, bucker. Five, wait, why don't you go back to five? It's up to the Dan Fogler 4D Experience I am at the Gaines Ford Hotel right now. Whoa, something wrong with me. Okay, I gotta find, gotta find his room, Coleman's room. Whoa, fancy. Where's 12? Hi. Ah, uh, is it this way? Oh, that was, seemed like a very nice maid service here. Um, is it this way? Where can it be? Whoop. That looks like Where a... Uh, here we go. I got it. Uh, 17. All right. Oh, he's on the phone. Shit, I got it. Hey, what's up? How, How you, you doing, buddy? Man? Good to see you, man. Yeah, I'm just... How the hell are you? It's been a thousand years, man. So I'm man. recording already. Is that I'm cool? Record, start recording, man. Cool. Yeah. I, I, know I, you, I know how I know how I love how these podcasts go. You get weird. going and you. Oh, good to see you, man. Dude, good good to see you. I, I have a surprise. What? What? Someone else is coming. Is Ariel Shafir out there? How the fuck did you know? Of course, I fucking know. Ah, also, when you said I have a surprise, I'm like, if you start with Ariel, Ariel, it has to be Ariel. Yeah. I'm like, when's he coming? He's coming soon. He's parking. Okay. Um, but uh, it's good to see you, bro. Yeah, man. Good to see you, too. Um, so, yeah, I was going yeah, to make a joke. I was hoping we were going to come at the same time, and I'd be like, this is an intervention. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm like, yeah, well, it's coming. <laughs> every, we'll just sit around this thing. Yeah, every, man. Every, uh, every, uh, so every, like, five minutes, like, someone from your life will come in. <laughs> How you doing on this crazy tour? Dude, I'm doing great, man. I'm just like, I have a little, I've been having some allergy issues. Oh, shit. Start, because I was in a field in like Austin. And I knew something shooting. was going to, yeah, shooting. And like all day and something was going to, I think just something got into my system. And I something like, flew in there. Yeah, something got in. So I've been like, you know, doing all the washes and everything. Yeah. So, so I sound like I'm crazy. But what kind of washes? Just like with, you know, hot water. Oh. I didn't use the, the salt because that, that kills me. But just like hot water going through. Oh, you, what's that called again? Like, um, Neti Pot? Neti Pot, Neti Pot, oh, Neti, Neti Pot. Wait, that, wait, wait, that the commercial for it? <laughs> that was exactly. <laughs> when I was doing the uh, Spell of You show. Oh, my God. Um, I was in L.A. And yeah. I was having terrible, like the second time around, we were going to do on the big stage out there. And I, I was Mr. Barfy, and I was literally Mr. Barfy because I was having the worst allergies. And yeah. I couldn't sing. You know? <laughs> and, I was like, I and Lapine's looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was just all neti pot. Oh, my God. And then I just neti potted myself. And that's the song I did. Neti pot, neti pot. Neti pot. Thank God for it. Oh, my God. So, so you're fucking on this press tour train. Yeah. Okay. So well, you know, I'm like, well, now I'm, I'm off of the press store for Beale Street. Right. I think I am, but you know, it just came out in Europe, so I have no idea. It's, it's like I'm impressed. I've been running around doing press for like Lights Out, Nat King Cole with a Geffen. 
Um, yeah. You know, and then so you're just like constant. It's like I think it's a constant press start. Now I'm starting to realize as you put it together, I'm like, wait, then Fear the Walking Dead will start up soon. Yeah, exactly. And it, look at you, man. You're on the Walking Dead. Look, we're in the same universe. Yeah. Now. Isn't that wild? It is wild. We it's, have a lot of synchronicities. It's wild, man. Do you want to know what your name means? What? What Coleman Domingo means? Yeah. It means a. Uh, like a German coal miner on Sunday or something. Whoa. Isn't that right? No, I didn't get that. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> I, it's kind of beautiful. I do this for everybody. Okay. And I just basically look up what the, they first give me. The name, the meaning of the name Coleman. Okay. Uh, and this is what it was. The first thing that came up. Meaning um, from the name root as Colm. I think it's Irish. It means little dove. Wow. Okay. There's said to be 350 saints by the name Coleman. Really? Do you fucking know that? No, I didn't know that. Uh, it's magical. Everyone learns like something new about them because no one ever looks up their name. No. Yeah. Okay. Blue. Domingo. Yeah. Name meaning Spanish from a personal uh, a personal name Latin uh, Dominicus, meaning of the Lord. Wow, little dove of the Lord. <laughs> Did you ever know that? No, but, it, but it, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because, <laughs> because, no, because it's, like, it's funny, because somebody, um, one of my makeup artists just told me recently, mm. and she's like, you know, you're, I'm in Texas, so you get some uber Christians. Yeah, and, um, and psychics she, up there. Yeah, and they're psychics, and, she, and she's, uh, she's really, she suddenly, I've known her now for like two years, and she suddenly, just like a couple months ago, she says, you know, I have a message for you. And I was like, what? And she was like, you're touched by God. And I was like, what? And she says, and she said something about like the, and she didn't talk about the meaning of my name, but she said something like, she said like, God has his, his, hand, his eyes on you. Ah. And I was like, huh. I was like, well, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. And she said, no. She said, it's special. It's real. And I thought like, but then the idea of you saying that, and she was like, some little dove. She was talking about some meaning or something. And I, and I was just like, you know. I was yeah. Like, you know, I was just probably getting dirt put on my face. Like, was she a uh, makeup? Walker. She was makeup? Yeah, makeup, yeah. Okay, so I've noticed that the makeup and the hairdressers, because they're around the artists, and if they, yeah. have to, if they happen to be, like, psychic or whatever... Yeah. They're in your face, they're man. They're in your fucking face. So they'll read off you. I've had several psychic yeah. hairdressers say shit that came true to me. Really? Specifically about my kids, about when I would have... Hey, how many kids do you have now? I got two. I just remember you had one. Yeah, I got two, two now. Look at that. Yeah, they said I was going to have three. We're like grown people now. Yeah. We're grown with mortgages <laughs> and stuff. You don't feel grown? You don't feel grown? No, I still feel like a kid. I feel like I'm still... That's, that's kind of like what I'm realizing. It's just like, yeah, I do adult things, but maintain that yeah. kid vibe. Yeah, always curious. Yeah, because your kid, things. my kids appreciate it. Yeah. I'm talking to them on their level. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me just slip right into that for, for a second. Because I'm going to go backwards because we only got a certain amount of time. So Beale Street. I just saw Beale Street. And talking about talk about the kind of father that I want to be with my my girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was watching your performance. And I thought, yeah, that's how I'd want to react. If I found out yeah. the stuff you found out. Yeah. You know, your daughter's pregnant, she's not married yet. How do you take And the out? husband's in jail. Exactly. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. And it was beautiful. Thank you. And I thought your performance and you don't have kids. No, I don't have kids. But but you know, I'm, a, you, I'm, a, I'm a really good uncle, I think. I'm a right. good uncle and I feel like I have a lot I have a lot of nieces. And um and I think and I because I'm such a feminist as well, and I think that even reading what Baldwin laid out yeah. and the way he responds. 
I understood that guy. I understood him like I understand my brother or my stepfather or like these real blue-collar, hard-working men who are very simple, actually, you know, very simple in there and what they do. But I think that they have so much, um, they're kind of superheroes in a way. They're, they're simple and trying to be understanding and they're like, and to live with no shame and who are they to judge? And even who are they to judge their own daughters as well? It's like, if, I'm, if I made that young woman, me and my wife, we made that young woman, I have to trust that I've given my daughter everything she needs to make the decision she, and that's the way I took it. I took it as like, he's gotta just trust who that young woman is. Yeah. You know, that he had a part in making her, so she's gotta make her own decisions. Ugh. So I thought the idea of him being, you know, I guess I'm, I'm a pretty grounded person, I guess, understanding, and I think uh, I want to show that with Joseph. I wanted to show that he, I wanted to show like a, a dude who, who just was really complex, you know, and just like, and really in a house run by women, and how, how does he live? How does he, how, how he's kind of chill and he loves strong women. He married a strong woman. He yeah. had two ferocious daughters. And so he's like, he's like, I'm in support of that. And he's like, he, I think he's like very much a, a B personality. He's not a type A, he's a B. He's a strong B. That's, you know what's interesting about that? <laughs> what? Is because usually I'm learning, usually the, the real A's, the alphas. Yeah. The shamans, the leader of the tribe. Yeah. They don't think they're A's. They think they're B's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ex well, yeah. I mean, well, it's funny because, like, I know I'm an A. Yeah. But, but I think I perform as a B. Right. Because, like, when, like, let's say we have, I remember we had a talk back, one of these talk backs, and Barry Jenkins asked why I was so quiet. Because people were, people decided to, you know, they were taking stage and mic and wanted to talk. I'm like, you know, when a, when a question is asked of me, I'll, I'll answer. But yeah. I'm not going to try to down. I'm like, cool, you need to. I will give you the space. Yeah, because yeah. Because, because actually that, that, that's, <coughs> that makes sense to me, to be generous in that way. It's like, no, I have to dominate, but when there's a question for me, I can actually answer it. You know? That's good. You meditate? Huh? You meditate? No. I, you know, but also, I, no, I don't meditate like, you know, with OM and things like that. But I think I take moments to like sit, even if it's like for like 10 minutes, I'll just sit and look out the window. Yeah. I think that's a form of meditation. You pray? I don't pray. But I think um, at, times, at times I pray. I I wish. I think I just I. I find quiet time, mm. and I think it's, and I think that's also prayer. That's also your wishes. I think in those silences. So I think that like you know sometimes I think it's important for me to just like honestly just like sit and I'll just stare out the window. Yeah. And I think that's also a form of prayer and wishing. Yeah, it is. And getting centered. And do you find I, that you get the clear mind? Is there any thoughts that come in, or you just? I think you get the answers. You get you get the answers on on exactly what to do or how to process what you've been through. Or, In the silence. Yeah, because I think you know. I like to go go go, but I'm always the blessing is like I'm always like I'm on a plane like at least it seems like twice a week. Yeah. And anytime. I, I love that time actually. People are like oh my god, you're traveling yeah, yeah. so much. You're doing. I'm like I love it actually because I get this quiet time yeah. where I sit. I watch some crappy TV, and mm. I just sometimes I just sit there and I just look around and just enjoy, and just just take. That's like quiet time for me. If I get three yeah. hours on a flight, I'm good. That's nice. Yeah, I, I learned. And I can recharge. Yeah, I learned to sleep on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, when you go through all the security and all that shit. Yeah, but it's quick though. But I mean, so you have clear. Do you have clear? I clear. You you have clear. Uh, clear and TSA pre-check. Okay, I'm I in got the middle of doing that. No, I got no. Let me tell you something. You got to run away. You're, Fogler, you're so smart, Dan Fogler. You got to get this together because I, let me tell you, I get every single time I show up. I'm through 
airport security and everything in five minutes. Yeah. I'm at my gate. I will come in from the out of the country and I'm in the car. It took the, the, I average it sometimes six minutes from yeah. the time from an international flight into my car. Clear. Clear. All right. Clear. TSA pre-check. I got to do global access. Global I gotta, entry. I got to entry. All all, get all of it. I got have it all. And people are, you know, so I, what do you have to do? I, you're giving your, you're well, giving your soul away. Anyway. Well, you got to give everything. But you know, but listen, my friend is just like, oh, they, they know too much. I'm like, they know too much already. Yeah, they Everybody knows everything. The government knows exactly where you are right now. So why don't you just give them that information? Give them your, your iris information, your fingerprints, <sighs> so you can just make it through security. Yeah. I'm always like, deuces, everybody. Yeah, yes. and I'm always, you know what, I'm... That's, that's also, it's like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Letting them know your last seven jobs. Letting well, them no, know. no. But the thing about what? us is that we have been scanned a left, right, yeah. upside down. They know all that shit. Exactly. I mean, especially actors. Yeah, so they just want you to have an appointment and yeah. go sit down and talk to somebody and make sure you're not Do they crazy. buzz you in the fucking um, scanner machine when you go every time or you go through metal detector? Go through the... What do I go through? I go through that and no, I don't do that little thing. Fuck, don't out. do that. No, I don't do that. That oh, feels weird. It feel does like, feel weird. Yeah. And for some reason, why is it that TSA, our TSA agents are never friendly in the United States? I don't understand it. You go to Mexico. Because they're around those machines and they're around people all day who are telling them to fuck off. But it seems like it's their job to be like, to make sure that they're like, they're a little angry at you. You're like, why are we about to fight? Well, they're trying trying to deter you. They're trying to make something happen. They're trying to make their job mean something. Uh So, like, what I, okay, I've gone through the whole fucking gamut. I've gone through, like, being paranoid of global entry yeah. where I'm just I'm not convinced to be like <laughs> fuck it I'm just, I'm just gonna give them over everything because because I was the guy who was just like uh, no I'm gonna opt out and then I had ev- the full spectrum of every motherfucker who has ever patted me down okay from people who were just like hi I know I know who you are okay girl. to people who were just like well I'm a military man and I'm gonna show you what's what and please put your feet on the yellow. Yeah. You can't keep your feet on the yellow feet yeah. because the guy's jostling you so much. Right. And he's just like, it's, it's, you really feel afterward, you feel like, wow, you, uh, someone has violated me. Yeah. And because they're all up in your junk mm-hmm. in a very forceful way. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, you've deterred me. You've deterred me, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to go through your crazy scanner and unzip my DNA every, you know, every time I take a flight. No problem. Yeah. And then you're in the fucking planes, and you know there's there's so, there's like just radiation that way. Yeah. So what do you do with you know everyone's phones are on airplane mode. Uh, so what do you do? Like you have to you have to just have this philosophy where I'm just like fuck it. You have to lean, you have lean to, into it. You have to lean exactly. You got to cruise with it. Yeah. You say you know what the the better way to to do this is to surf it. Yeah, because the shit's gonna be a crazy wave. Life is gonna be this crazy fucking yeah. wave. Better to just thread the island, eye of the needle every time. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm really trying to do that. And I'm, it's like really path of least resistance. Be like water. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm learning all that shit now. Be like water. Be like water. Because there's so many things. So that I mean, I'm, I'm doing all this martial arts and shit. You ever get into martial arts? No. 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 I think you dig it, man. Really? Yeah. I just well, because well, it's, it's all energy, right? It's like. I mean, yeah, it, that's but, an understatement. Okay, well, it's energy, but like, isn't it like, uh, I guess, you know, that's a great, that's actually great that you brought that up because... Because you must be doing something, you're like killing a bunch of people. Uh, like, yeah, I'm but like, I, dead. yeah, I do all the... the Walking Dead. Yeah. You're, you're, you have, your part on that is extremely, like, you're, you're, you're a fighter. Yeah. And you're a philosopher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that's got to come in handy. 
Like I guess, but I'm all stage. But I'm kind of, no, yeah, I do stage combat. But I'm, I'm such a pacifist, though. Right, right. Well, I'm just like I'm like let's. I, I I feel like I like to use language and like and like really try to love and like yeah. When it comes to like honestly, it takes a lot of work for me to do even like do, the idea that we had to do gun safety and I had to go to a range and learn right. how to shoot last season automatic weapons and everything. Yeah, yeah. When, when I tell you, I had to really process this and understand how it's my job, but it's not part of who I am at all. I'm so not that that person but I'm like and to understand the reasons why I'm doing it and how I'm doing it but even in for my money it, I don't even like put photos of myself like you know I have some some castmates and all you know they're really interested in guns and things like that and they yeah. photos of them shooting everything I'm like that's just not my my thing I think I you know I, I let them do what they need to do what makes sense for them yeah but I think the the message that I try, I mean, gun safety, gun control, I think there's certain things that I absolutely believe in. And I don't want things to get taken out of context. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and I think it's such a great responsibility. So it's like, so that's saying that I have to do all that stuff because that stunt work and all that stuff at work. But when it comes down to it, I'm like, do I want to do like hand-to-hand combat, stuff like that in life? Nah. Yeah. I just want, you know, I want to hug on people. You know? If there's a hugging class, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned that... Uh... Oh, someone's here. I just learned that with uh, the martial arts. Hey, there he is. Hey, Harvey. Harvey showed up. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Harvey. Harvey just bust out. I was like, please said I have a surprise you. I'm like, I know it is. I don't like surprises, but I know it is. I know it's, <laughs> it's an intervention. That's right. I forgot you don't like surprises. Exactly. Oh, you don't like surprises. No, no. So good. Okay. We have 45 minutes of the visit because I have a, a, a director's meeting at 2 Of course. Well, let's not. Good to see you. Well, let's keep talking. Yeah. Right, I was talking gonna, about, my, I was talking about friend... martial arts, and, I was, and the reason I, I like martial arts is because of the route it's taken me to to cheat, man. Yeah. Like, I, I think being able to mani- manipulate the, your energy, the chi, yeah. the kundalini, prana, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Yeah. That's the key to life, key to happiness. Oh my God. Yeah. Longevity, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why you see these, you know, we go to like Japan, so we see these old dudes, like a thousand years old, yeah, like thousands. The wrinkles and everything, they're, they're still got that, they're yeah. working, it's all about the chi. I'm like, they know something, they know right? Something. But that's, I feel like, and they're always on bikes and stuff and killing it. You're like you're like 105 years old. That's and the like, art and martial art. Yeah. yeah. So um, you guys, how do you guys know each other from from how long? Jermaine. <laughs> oh yeah, but even before that. But before yeah. that, I, I saw Coleman in a production at the Huntington Theater when we were at school there. He did the uh, Journey to the West. No way! Like, Holy fuck! 1996. Yeah. Holy shit! And yeah. we met. Yeah. And <laughs> That's we met, how far back it goes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And we and we met. I about, saw that. Yes, and we, he, he was like I was the Dragon King, and the, yes. I was the Dragon King with the long tail. Speaking of kung fu, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Speaking of martial arts, there you know, know, I was the Dragon King, and wow. we met in the Unos, Petri Unos. No way, he had all that long hair and things like that. Crazy. Cut to years later, Nash Bridges. I'm a reader. Okay, for great. Him. I'm a reader for Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges. And this, this pretty ass dude comes in with all his long hair and just like to play like a Puerto Rican prostitute. Oh my and god, like, this is my favorite story. And I'm like, Who's this dude? Who, this, is this the one where he, he walks in all, you know how Ariel walks in, he walks in all like just oozing something. And I'm like, I'm like Who's this kid out of school? I'm like, Who's this dude? And he's like, <laughs> you know, he, He's out of hair. He's like, he's Yes, like, he is. He's like, It's like the Puerto Rican prostitute, you're like, Oh wow, I didn't know he could. Uh, so I'm reading and I'm, he's like, well, what did you, what did you my do? Reader. I was like, what did you do? You like That's licked crazy. your lips I, or something? I had, to, I had to proposition Don Johnson. <laughs> Stop. And like I, and, and I, Don had to, Johnson. And like I was like, 
pulled I, out my finger and like sucked on my own finger. Yes. What? That's what it was. That's what it was. And, but it was like no, it wasn't. Like, it was like a slow suck, and it was like. <laughs> You know, you, usually for Nash Bridges, you get like every Bay Area actor who's coming and making these very safe choices. And I'm like, who is this dude? He doesn't make safe choices. Full out, just suck it. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and then the director says in his yeah, British he's accent... He's a British guy. So we right. can't do we that. We gotta find out how to do He's like, that was rather good. This time, but a little less overt. It was so overt. I am I am the last Puerto Rican prostitute. Oh so from then, then it cuts to auditions for Cal Shakes. Right. Cal Shakes, and then they decide to pair us up. Stop it. We're like, do people know what they're doing? They're pairing me and this guy up? No the former Puerto Rican prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> so... so we're like out of hand in this audition. We're like we're climbing oh, yeah, over each other. Yeah, we did like hardcore physical comedy. Like, <laughs> like, wow. We were hilarious. Yeah, we were hilarious, yeah. and then we got cast, and then we remembered each other from like, oh yeah, you did that. Hold on, you got to hear the Ash Bridges stories for a second. Oh, you want to hear the best one? Yes, please. Oh, you want to hear the very best? Yeah, one? because he's a, he's. Have a, you heard this one before? I don't. Well, know. Don Johnson, you know, uh, he was notorious on Nash Bridges for being a little out of hand for many things. <laughs> for many things, but in particular, this is one of the best stories ever because it actually happened. Um, I'm what am I like twenty six, twenty seven, and I'm recurring as a every stupid criminal or you know, cool whip Tyrell or whoever else. <laughs> Yeah, 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 so so I get this one episode where I'm I I'm, I kidnap Don Johnson's daughter, and then and Holy then and he finally catches up with me. But and I'm working out in my living room in a Kooji sweater. It's like the worst costume. You're like, why am I in a Kooji sweater? They're like, and then you're like, oh and then they had like a a bench. So like, you're working out. I'm like, huh? Now, now I'm like this big, and I'm like, I'm working out in a Kooji sweater. Don and Cheech come in. And see me, and then what? What the action is? I have to go towards the door. They kind of kick the door in, and then he and then he kicks me through the glass uh, patio doors, and I fall down. So that's the scene. Oh, so now we're doing a pickup from you know the sugar glass and everything goes down with some. And the the stunt double was like maybe a good fifty pounds heavier than me as well. <laughs> he was like this big dude going down. Like that doesn't look like. Me. <laughs> so anyway, so so the scene is this. So they do the pickup where. Uh, he turns me around and says, where is she? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, where is she? I'm like, I don't know. No. Cut. That's where it was supposed to go. Now, let me just back up. In this episode, apparently, you know, Don Johnson was a little notorious and like directors were afraid of him. Yeah. He said, blah, blah, blah. He was just kind of like, you know, a big personality. So apparently, the director was a little shell-shocked and was just like, didn't know what to do around him. Yeah. Now, let's get back to the scene. All right. right? right. So, let's rehearse it. Rehearsal's up. Okay. All right, Coleman. All right, he pulls me over. Where is she? I don't know. He slaps me. No. Where is she? I don't know. Okay, great. Okay, well, okay. All right, let's uh, pictures up. All right, now pictures up. Here we go. Now Coleman's gonna bring all his acting because yeah, I'm bringing it all. Yeah, he's gotta get the deal together. So here it is. All right, now and action. Where is she? I don't know. Oh, where is she? I don't know. Oh, oh. Where is she? Uh, uh, I don't know. He raises his hand to hit me again, and I grabbed his hair and I said, "Hey!" And he says, "Will somebody call a cut?" Yeah. Like a wild God, animal. Why would anybody call a cut? Like a wild animal. <laughs> and so he was going to keep slapping me until someone called cut. Oh my God! So little, a hundred and. 
40 pound Coleman Domingo is being slapped around by Don Johnson and listen you know everyone's stunned like the 100 people on center like stunned I'm looking at Don like this like oh, what's going on and then like I have like a little blood trickling out of my teeth and I'm like, what, what's happening and I was I just looked at every, everybody looked horrified yeah and then John just said oh, I'm sorry Coleman nobody called cut <laughs> You know, this is what I, I love that story. I tell that story. When I'm, when I, I've heard that story many times. I, mean, I told you that story because I had my own story. I pulled down Johnson's hair. Oh my God. But well, this is one of the things that I love That's about crazy. Uh, knowing both you guys so well. That's and, crazy. And, 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 and then watching, like, sort of like how the, you know, what the, the out front public perception is. And now sitting back and knowing how hilarious and how funny you are, but most people originally know you from doing drama and being right. very serious. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Historical yeah. dramas and whatnot. And, and wait, yeah. wait till they find out <laughs> how hysterical you are and how, like, the, the physical con. I mean, just <laughs> absolutely how uh, brilliant of a comedian and physical comedian. And with you, the, the first out front initial thing is everyone thinks that, oh, from the slapstick comedies. Yeah. And now people are starting to learn like, oh, he's a very good dramatic actor. So it's That's so what? much fun for me to watch people do, you know, be like you know going so well, into the right. mansion and seeing all the different rooms because you guys are multi-hyphenated mm. incorporated. Thank you. As you. As you. Well, you know, yeah. It's like we, we, Many we should do the remake of The Three Amigos. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on that tip. Okay, let's see where we're at here. Because you're, you're a writer. Yeah, and you're a director. Yeah. I was, dude. You've written many plays. Yeah, man, and they've all been too. put up. Yeah, man. Holy shit! I have shit. a musical up at the, at the Geffen right now called "Lights Out." Nat King Cole. It's about. It's a deconstructed um, musical about Nat King Cole, which actually becomes more about America. I deconstructed American icon to really look into the soul of America. And basically, people come in thinking like, "Oh, we're going to get this sweet little jukebox musical," and mm. it's anything but. Wow. The idea that Robert O'Hara said to me after he came out of the show, he sent me a text. He said, "I'm shook." Mm. To shake Robert O'Hara—that's all the review I needed. Oh, I was like, to shit. shake Robert, you don't. Robert O'Hara doesn't get shook. Damn. He, he said, "I'm shook." He Ooh. said, "That is not the musical I thought I was going to go see." Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's actually. It's actually. It's to, a musical. Yeah, it's a musical. But uh, to be honest, I've been telling people too. If I never did anything else in the theater after this, I feel like I'm fine. Because I feel like this is everything I want to say or what I believe. Mm. It's physical. It's wild. It's 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 daring. It's bold. It's uh it's angry. Yeah. It's like it's really black. It's yeah. uh, you know, but it's like it's really something that I feel like because I wrote it without any you know without any I wrote it with the intent it was going to be put up at people's life. It was actually it was a commission and had a production dates. So I wrote so I knew I could just write what the hell I wanted to write because it was going to get done and there was none of this manipulation or anything like that like yeah, that, I was doing that writing at the same time with, with the Don Summer musical and that's just a commercial piece of theater which is wonderful and it has its place but this was actually like what I put my soul into you know? yeah man so, yeah, so I'm writing and writing series that and is, that's I have incredible. deadlines too. and we have another synchronicity <laughs> what I mean, you're doing, you're writing all this while you're you're doing all this. Yeah, man, I do, it, I do it. Listen, it's like a it's like a uh, your commission, but I'm in a trailer writing. You know what I mean? The good thing is like right. people are like, oh, we have sorry, Colin, we have about you know, probably have a two hour break. I'm like, I'm good. Okay, good. I get yeah, it. You know, um, So uh, the other synchronicity is um, so Tony Award in uh, featured actor in a musical. Yeah. Okay, we both have that. Yeah. Okay, what's uh, do you consider yourself to be a singer? 
No. Yeah, me neither. No, I'm like, I don't have it. No, and then people, the idea that I've done like more musicals than anything on Broadway, yeah, I'm like, crazy. I don't know how that happened. Just faking it. When no. you were doing Chicago on Broadway? When I did Chicago, that I'm was like, like, I have to see it. <laughs> Here's the thing, is that if you're a good no, actor, I'm, 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 if you're I'm a good, good actor, if you, yeah. but you're acting it, you don't have to be a great singer. No. If you can act. I mean, look at Carol Channing. God bless Carol Channing. She just passed away. But she was no great voice. You know what I mean? She could she could act the hell out of a song. There you go. You know, same with like B. Arthur. Sure. She so so basically we're the B. Arthur. We're the B. Arthur <laughs> and the Carol Channings of uh, of uh, state. Exactly. That's a very exciting proposition. <laughs> so hold on. So. Um, I feel like passing strange. You know, I feel like, I feel like I'm f- high, and suddenly you guys are in my hotel. <laughs> no, no, I have that effect. I'm like, how did this happen? No, you, you <laughs> manifested it. I, I feel like I'm like, did I just like drop acid, and suddenly we're, we're in a room? <laughs> it's seeping under the door. We're putting gas in. I'm so happy. This is like the first time you didn't even know here. Like, I know. Yeah, and, uh, it's know, amazing. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Passing like, Strange is the first time I saw you, and you did like a million characters. Dude, and today is the anniversary of uh, 11 years ago. Today we were uh, we Stop it. Broadway. Today. Crazy. Uh, 11 years ago. Today. Synchronicity number five billion and seventy-seven. Yeah. Holy I shit! That. I love, love, love that. Yeah, that musical. And Spike Lee's did a, you know, spent the last, was it, yeah. four days at the Velasco yeah, filming with that. a Super 8 and a bunch of cameras. Yeah, 16 cameras. 16 cameras. And you can watch uh, Passing Strange in his movie version, which is one of the best on filmed IT. version of a live theater yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. It's really great. Did you hear what happened to Spike at the Oscars? Oh, yeah. How he got up? He got upset. Oh, yeah. Well, because of... Because uh, well, Green. Green. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't. <laughs> I, I, heard, I mean, I just sense that... When it when it, when I heard the name, I was like, "Oh, I, I suspected maybe." Um, I actually really thought that would be the last one that would win out of everyone that was up for it. Well, it's funny because I think even, but I I didn't even see it, so I don't know. You have to, and, you have and to you're see a voter, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a yeah. voter, but, mm-hmm. but it feels like I mean, honestly, I feel like in a strange way, I feel like. I don't know, I want to shake up the Academy a little bit because yeah. I think there's just strongholds of the Academy are still white men, old white men. And basically, it's like the narrative. The narratives that get pushed on what people want to see or believe is viable. I think that is a little askew, to be very honest. It's like listen, not taking nothing away from Mahershala. He's a, a comrade. I think he's so such a lovely man. Hell yeah! I think the film itself didn't do the justice that it could have done because of the lens and the optics of it all. Sure. It's like when you go through the lens to tell, if you want to tell the story of a, I think a, a white racist. Um, and then he becomes friends with his, you know, the guy he's driving for. You've got to help me hum- really humanize this guy <laughs> even more so because he does something so dastardly in the beginning of the film yeah. that you cannot move behind. You can't beyond. shake it. You can't shake it because he does this thing in private. And I won't tell you, he does something in private, in a private moment when people show you exactly who they are. Right. And you're like, at the core, this is who this person is. They've got a longer than two hours to work that work mm-hmm. out. We need to go through years and decades or something. Fuck yeah. But that can't happen in a road trip. That suddenly... Uh, and then you can't be teaching... I'm sorry, you can't t- teach any African-American about... A like, when, when, you, when you say, oh, you, you're not black like your, your people, Bala. You don't, you don't eat fried chicken and you don't know who Aretha Franklin is. I, I'm sorry, I have my doubts. I, I have my doubts. But also, it's just like, why do you think all black people need to know Aretha Franklin and eat fried chicken? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we... 
Well, so, but so but mm-hmm. that that just saying that that's part of the narrative which had me. Right. I started watching the film and I started to get really angry. Right. And I think because I feel like nobody questioned. It was all you know. You, you saw the the group of people who were standing up there. It was all from that perspective. And like, and I understand they were trying to do something good and say that even people who are this um, horrible in many ways with the, with their their view of race, yeah. that maybe they can be. Um, but I don't want to see. Uh, I'm sorry. These I don't want to see a story about t- uh, 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 white races and how he can become friends with mm. the, the black people. We're always so apologetic and we're so willing to sit across. You know, that's na- natural with African Americans. We're always willing to turn over. Right. But I, said, I said I just think it's time for different films. You know, my like, theory on why it won. Why? Yeah, it's because they opened up the Best Picture thing to be so many, so many uh, nominees. Yeah. And then it's voting, so it's just like what the Democratic primary yeah, is. It's yeah. like you can win Best Picture off thirty percent right. of a vote. Right. So, but back when it was fewer nominations, yeah, you know, when it spread that far, but I don't it doesn't how, take that much of a uh, of a percentage. But what it really is, I keep thinking this way because you know I always feel this way too. Like, what is a Best Picture? What is a Best Performance? Right. Like, you look at Olivia Coleman's performance, and you look at um, Glenn Close's performance, completely different performances. Yeah. Right. There's no. Best of that, of course. You're like, you know, uh, Olivia Coleman was eating the screen, but the character was just like so had so much color and range, and then Glenn Close is so subtle. Yeah, and it was such a very subtle. All about what's not being said. What's exactly. fresh, what's new. So it's like, it's so like, what's it's like what's high best school, performance? Man. It's exactly. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's like politics. Yeah, it's, it's, it's politics. It's yeah. politics. zeitgeisty thing about. But the thing about the Green Room, <coughs> one of the best analogies I heard would be like, it'd be as if you did a movie called Anne Frank's Diary. But instead of but instead of talking about the diary or Anne Frank, you're talking about the white people that hit her. Fuck. Yes. That's exactly about that. Because you even talked about like it's called Green Book, but it has nothing to do with the actual Green Book, which was the only way African Americans could make it across the country. Uh, You know what I mean? And stay in hotels and things like that. It was the actual Green Book, but we don't deal with that at all. So what do you think about Spike's reaction? Should he have been even? Should he have it, said even more? I mean, you know, I, th- I think you know. His, I mean, his reaction was like, "What I love about Spike is that he's honest and he tries to. I love he, Spike. He can't help himself. I'm so happy he wants he, uh, something. I just, I don't know. I think it's just. I think he goes to so many basketball games that like he was treating it like you know a missed shot at the Knicks <laughs> and a bad call and like yeah. leave it. You know, yeah. It's probably not as big a deal as you're right. It was treating it like that. It was hysterical. It's a <laughs> bad call. He thought everyone was gonna follow him out. Dude, I mean, listen, I, you're talking to someone here who I think that each time I've been a part of like, listen, I'm very proud of the things I've been a part of. Yeah. And that, but it's funny to me that sometimes Lincoln. Selma, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, huge. But but look at this. Civil rights. When you really yeah. think about it, though, it's like these films that do they get the do in many ways that I think that people talking in the street and, and private things that they love. Like if Bill Street could talk, I think it was a phen- it's a phenomenal film. I think just like yeah. objectively, I think it's a phenomenal film. It's beautiful. But it's then it's like, but then it's like, hmm, who decides to honor it or not, or honor performances, honor. Um, best picture or whatever like why do certain things okay we don't want to see that but we want to elevate this thing right. or like with Birth of a Nation how that sort mm-hmm. of got trampled over in every single way right. but you know like some controversy came up from a thousand years ago you know what I mean but then suddenly that that right. that, that diminishes the film you know that's the thing I'm like but nobody looks at the film and like no no the film is it's a work of art I think and I think it's a but I think also the narrative and scope of the film is sometimes probably hard for people to really take, or they want to squash that message. Who wants to? Who wants to celebrate a message of black folks fighting for you know by all any means necessary to, to <laughs> you know what I mean to have their freedom? 
Do, is that the narrative that America wants to push, or do we want to push more narratives? Listen, let's get real. You know, or do we want to push more narratives where we're, we're um, victims and we're not we're not in the center of our own stories? You know, I think it's a bigger a bigger conversation. So it's like it's less even about my opinion or feeling like or ever feeling like oh, you know, certain things didn't get shined. But it's more like I would love to actually have the conversation. I tried to have that with a little bit in the New York Times around um, Birth of a Nation because I felt like it's a shame that you know the, the film wasn't able to get the uh, be able to seen for what it's about, you know what I mean, in any way. It was just mired in any sort of, like, scandal. Can I put, can I put something, present something to you right now? Yeah, go for it. As a playwright, as a director, and we haven't all worked together in something, let's, let's write a play about this. Oh, I love that. Are you kidding me? That'd be fantastic. Not kidding at all. That'd be fantastic. And turn it into a movie or whatever, but let's start it as a play. I think that's a great conversation to have, and I feel, and maybe that's it too, because I feel like, like, like what's up, what's saying with lights out? It's really raw and real. It's actually what I feel about things. Yeah, um, you really hear the playwright's message, and I think it's time for us to, you know, maybe that makes us do more work like that, and maybe we create something where it's like, oh, this is honest, this is an honest conversation. What if we're like discussing, you know, there's a scenario where we're like trying to maybe even maybe with Robert O'Hara as well, because mm. I feel like it can only work in sort of a absurdism in some way, so we can really see ourselves. Yeah, you get three, you get three, four <laughs> guys or you know whoever, uh, a couple girls in there talking about this stuff, what and then you flash yeah. sideways to the actual event in history. Well, what if we're re really in rehearsal for a project? Beautiful, a white savior. Yeah, and then some questions come up, and yeah. then we're like. We're still trying to create this thing. Let's get to it. Then it becomes. Why aren't we getting to the heart of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. You like that? Yeah, I know. I really like it. It's funny because uh, <laughs> you know when you were talking about lights out and I can cold, you're like, if this is the last theater piece I ever make, and like just hearing you talk and, and watching, I add one more hyphenated to you because I think that there's where this is all leading is your own production company, yeah. like your version of Plan B. We're able to do. Not only all those things you're talking about, Ooh. but you're able to highlight and uplift and find the other artists find and be like to do that. Be be yeah. the scientist in the lab with the twelve petri dishes of different art. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I really think that that's where all these things are going to galvanize for you. So yeah. I, that's thank that, you. I think that, I think, I think you're I'm right. Here. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. Thank you. I think you're, I think you're right because I feel like it makes, but which, which is why I feel like probably people like I probably you, I think you probably do the same. I say no a lot. Like, there's a lot I won't do anymore because I'm like, because I think I want to spend my time really doing things I really care about. And I don't want to really write other people. I don't want to, you know. I got to start doing I don't want to write some other people's story. People want, right. oh, will you write the same? I don't want to write your story, what you want. I want to write what I want, you know? Yeah. I've been doing all that for years. Now. Let's, let's, I'm going to focus on how I'm expressing myself. Yeah. You know? But I think that a play where it's, it's I would go even a step further and say that we're us doing this play. Right, we're playing ourselves. Oh, so it's fucking real. It's meta, very meta. Yeah, we're in the middle of putting, about to put on this show for all you people. You know, that's kind of genius, actually. Yeah. It's opening night. How are people going to perceive it? How is you know, we have some crazy, you know, press about it? There's some conflict. People are getting angry. It's like real shit. This is fantastic. There should be something like, like in the it, middle of it. Like it's like the final dress. It's right there, <laughs> right. <laughs> And people should and people are here like no, man, people are here. Happen here. And could we, you know, <laughs> is, is this going to be history or not? And and are we going to fucking blow it because we're letting our tempers get crazy and yeah. and a real fight breaks out on stage and no one knows if it's real or not. You know that kind of thing. It's kind of genius, actually. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
that's genius. That's really genius, man. I feel like the three of us are like mad scientists. Yeah, sometimes you get together with with certain people and yeah. it's alchemic and. And you guys, you guys, you guys go all the way back to BU. Yeah. yeah, we were sitting in this. We were sitting in the theater watching you on stage at Dudley. Did it? We've been in- reincarnating for many, 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 many <laughs> yeah. eons. Well, you know that. Get this. Did you know that? Like when I moved to New York, and then Ariel moved to New York. Yeah. That we. I was like, so where are you? Where are you going to be staying? It was like so, I, the right. short end of it is like. So where are you staying? I'm like, I'm at like thirty one sixteen thirty second Street, Mestoria. He said, what? I said, where you stand? He said, I got a sublet at 3114. <laughs> 32nd Street. What? Yeah. And our roommates what? went to college together. Whoa. So it was like the universe was like, you two you are going to be, you guys are going to hang together. Yeah, after that happened, we're like, all right, it's, it's. That's what it was solid. It's written. We're, <laughs> we're looking out for each other. We're, we're brothers. Wow. Wow, man! It was always, wild. There's always a surreal element. Like right now, I never thought with a straight face I could sit here and say, "I'm the only one in this room who doesn't make a living killing zombies." <laughs> I <can> say that. <laughs> yeah. With no iron. Yeah. Yes. So, so, <laughs> yes. Like hold on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> on that tip. On that tip. The other. The other connection we all have <laughs> is deny. Oh yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> is there any way that we could call her out, like leave a message or something? What wait, what's she, oh, is that my phone? Let me grab my phone. I should send her a picture. Something. Yeah, send her a picture. But I'd love to do something I visited her like with in, audio. Well, I, I, her her play in the continuum, which was directed by Robert O'Hara, and he helped them put that together, but like they were at the Edinburgh Festival doing it. And I was traveling through Europe and I came I'm just try to FaceTime her and see if she'll pick up. Nice. I was traveling through Europe and she let me, and they let me crash on her couch. So for like a week, I'm at the Edinburgh Festival sleeping on the crazy. And how do you know her? Well, through through Robert, through doing in the continuum, oh, and that was, was still one of the best plays. Still in the ever. continuum, yeah. It was about two women so with HIV. One was in uh, East LA, and or not East. It was in South Central LA, and others in South Africa. Gotcha. And it's how in the continuum how their stories she don't read, oh, uh, interact with is each other. Is that her phone number? Because she doesn't pick uh, up on that one apparently. Let's see. Let's leave a voicemail for her. Five two. Yeah, she's I so down her. to earth and I, so cool. I fucking love her. Hey, it's I, I Coleman mean, I, Domingo, yeah. Dan Fogler, hey, and Ariel Safir. And we're sitting around talking. We're doing a little uh, podcast with Dan. And uh, we both, we all went up your name. There was so much love around it. So yes. I was trying to FaceTime you to see if you'd be, you know, crazy and pick up. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, she's the best, man. I love, first of all, I read the comic book and, and I love her character in the comic book. And then to see her live and in person, like on a horse <laughs> with the katanas. Is she just like? She's like a goddess, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I really, I really dig her, and she's, she's, you know, Black Panther, man. She's huge. She can yeah, huge. yeah. But she's another she's hilarious. She's very funny. I have no idea about that. I mean, I know, I know between cut, you know, you know, off, you know, off camera. Yeah, we have a lot of fun, and she, but she stays in character a lot. She's very serious, so I, I love to hear that she. I would love to see because also, also her character. Actually, they have some hysterical moments in in uh, Black Panther. Yeah, you can see her little ride. Yeah, yeah, the ride humor. Uh, I love working on the show, man. Yeah. I mean, I wish we could talk about it more, but do you do you dig it? I mean, I do, I do, man. I'm, I'm we're doing, we're in season five now, and it's like it's it's cool, it's good. It's like now it's funny because I think I'm looking more. 
they've been with last season we had a sort of like we had a new new castmates some old castmates going away and so the show was sort of repositioning itself in a way and I think it's finally like settling in I'm directing episodes now too which is good so I feel like I needed to do something else because I felt like you know also that, that helps me fuel me because I'm like you know I want to make sure that the character is cool but also the character it's a bit it's a bigger ensemble and so you know I, mean, I just need I need more to do yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. The episode wow. where he, where Strand goes back and finds his boat and burns it all up yeah. and talks with the cosmonauts. That's, that's the episode that I saw. That is my, that is my favorite. Oh, I, like, I was like, I love that. I had to go back because it's, I can't watch everything. So I was like, I gotta watch, I gotta watch him on. <laughs> I gotta watch it at least one episode. That's the episode I saw with the yeah. boat. Yeah, and he's like talking to the Russian who's stuck yeah. in space and yeah. all that. Oh man! Holy I fuck. love that episode so much too because I thought it was the first time we actually had a private moment. Yeah, and like you can really see who I'm. Like this is mm. the people that's look at him. the whole season, all the seasons they can look at. Oh, that's wow. where you know who Strand is mm. in every single way. It's so funny. Yeah. Out of all how, the episodes how, I could have watched. How, I was kind of a poet. Yeah, I did. He, he knows all that poetry, but right? then also the flames and the sunglasses. So it's like yeah. the, the amount of contradictions yeah. in that character, yeah. which Great. I feel like I. I mean, I don't know. I just imagine that if it wasn't you in that role, what other direction that character would have been in? Like, it takes someone like you to be like, you know, is it, is he? Uh, what's his sexuality? Yeah. What, what is he? You know, is he rich? Is he poor? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is but do you he, think? I wonder you know, though. Is that theater? Speaking is that, is Spanish. That because, is, that, is that because of what we what we do? Where we are the tradition where we come from? Absolutely. Where we answer everything. So we don't just like just take. Oh, here's this, and let me go. Here's the script, and let me go play what's on the page. Right. Nothing is at face value. Yeah. No. We we like bring in all this other stuff. I was yeah. like, and I'm always suggesting things. I'm right. like, yeah, but I think what a strand because I think he does this, this, and that, and the other. Mm. And so now I'm starting to see that they actually. I won't tell you what's happening in the season, but there's something I've been requesting for a while. I'm like, I think he does that too. I yeah. said, I like the idea that you never know who Strand is. And just when yeah. just when he shows you... He's planting you, seeds. Yeah, and also just when he, you think he's one way, he completely switches the next in the next breath. Because he's like, oh, I revealed too much. Let me switch now. Mm. Let me play this card. And I think it's interesting. It, it is. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Keeps you watching, keeps you guessing. Yeah, man. That's, that, that's, what, the, that's what the theater teaches you. you yeah. Know, you, you know, it also reminds me of Mercutio, who you play. You both played Mercutio. Yeah, yeah, that's what they that's we right. have in common. That's you right. Know, that's a, but it's like, you play Mercutio, and the muscles that that exercises oh, yeah. in you, it's like, it's like gemstones that, yeah. you know, it's like an ocean running through a mountain and leaving Sad quartz clown. and salt and the gemstones and the compression. Yeah. That's all inside you. Sad, like, sad clown. Mm. Poet clown. Sad clown. Sad clown. You can get that, that Queen that's Mav's speech. Exactly. If you can get through that speech, and then, and then the best, one of the best... Best deaths Shakespeare's ever written. <laughs> well, I think it's also it's really good because I feel like Pox on both your <laughs> yes, exactly. Just oh, <laughs> that one. And everyone's, everyone's crying in the audience. You do it right. Yeah, you do yeah. it right. And yeah. everyone's like, "Fuck, it's that kind of play." I think this ingenious too because I think the three of us sitting here, I think we're all really good at being Shakespeare clowns. Oh yeah. Because they're actually they have so much depth. Custard. Have, yeah, custard. Exactly. They're oh yeah, you both. Play they're, 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 yeah, they're the smartest. <laughs> they're, they're they're the most guttural. They're smart, guttural, spiritual at times. Mm. You know what I mean? But they're the conscience. I think that that's actually the what some of the hardest things to, to do in Shakespeare. They're the ones. They're who, the lovers. They're the know? ones who unmask hypocrisy. Yes, exactly. Yes, uh, it's such a great function. But they're called clown. And like, oh, look at me with. Remember, I, wait, right. what was that one? I think we did it together. Where I, I was in the full Perot clown outfit. <laughs> were, you in, were you in that too? It was a cow shakes. 
Perot? No, I was a, a full Perot clown with the white, the white face Whoa, and the makeup right. and everything. Oh, I was right. like, I was, I was the, I was the clown in uh, Winter's Tale, which is the oh, darkest clown. Oh wow! He's dark and really religious. Yeah, <laughs> he's incredible. <laughs> And I was just like sort of around looking at the princess and all like this. Yeah. It was crazy. Freaky. It was freaky. It's exactly 12. We were both stars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Remuneration. <laughs> it's exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, they're guttural. They're sexual. Yeah. They're, yeah exactly. And they're they know exactly what's going on, all the relationship with everybody and they're yeah. playing. Yeah. Uh-huh. This was lovely. This is the most time I've ever spent with you. You too. I remember <laughs> just going to your apartment on like uh, 50... You still have 59. 59? 57. I'm in Park Slope now. Oh, look at you. You yeah. got kids and all. And yeah, I think yeah, you guys right. were both... This is like a rare occasion where it's just like I feel like every time we've been together there's just been like a thousand people just being like Yeah! You know, having a party around. Right, 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 right. You yeah. were on the other... I went to the uh, Walking Dead uh, season premiere and you were on the other side of the Yeah. Room, and I was like I can't get and then I had the deuces out of there and I was yeah. like oh man was there like, was a lot oh. of like saluting and like waving at people yeah like, there's a lot of that couldn't get to <laughs> you know I couldn't yeah. get to anybody like I yeah <laughs> now, now we gotta get you to fight some, um, some yeah fighters. fuck I'm ready um, yeah man we'll try to fucking I'll wear I'll bring my blue shirt seriously no I want to get you on the show get I'll you on a horse get him I on a horse yeah but, yeah, but um, I'm done I, I feel like that that sort of like I, I just have to make it that happen. sort of sweaty yeah, down dude, you, 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 I'll show up you, you know you, you directed episodes fucking yeah. did they let you write episodes no but you know they asked though which is wild I'm like but no I don't want to be in a they writer. asked yeah yeah but I want to be in a writer's room I want to I want to direct and I but what if it. you but that's a really great way to say like no, I want to write and direct and no, I, I put wanna, this guy in I just want to be a I want to actually become a producer on it too well, can I write, produce, yeah, direct, exactly. and put this guy in it? Yeah, exactly. Well, you're like more of an executive producer, like you know, uh, his play Dot, which was amazing. Yeah, you're, you're creating a, oh, a series TV one. series based on the play that he stop wrote. for AMC. That he's no developing way. with the people at AMC. So that's the kind of writer you need to be. Yeah. You need to sort of be the visionary. Yeah, that's what I realized too. Like yeah. I don't want to be in a writer's room. I want to like I want to be the one. I want to be the showrunner. You know what I mean? I have one yeah. for HBO too that I just submitted. Um, What's that one? It's called Peaches. It's about an all female kickball league in Atlanta. <laughs> Motherfucker. Kickball yeah. league. It's a kickball that league. That is awesome. So you could, you could just. Over 40. You yeah. could churn out like a, a play like this? It's gotta be Shondaland, man. Yeah. <laughs> Domingoville. <laughs> Domingoville. Do <laughs> <Knew> it. <laughs> I love that. You're trying to be Shondaland. <laughs> I want you. I'll tell you a story about Fran Drescher. You know, because she, because I, oh, I associate yeah. her, the nanny, with Shondaland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? So, so Fran Drescher, we're at the play. I think we're, um, I don't know. We're, I think we're about to see. Uh, Please tell me you're going to do her voice too. You voice? have to do her voice as well when you do it. <laughs> she's crazy. She's, crazy. she's like a crazy high. Anyway, she's a nut job, and she's gorgeous. Like I remember as a kid, I'd just be like. Whoa, who's that hot? Whoa, like I saw her in Saturday Night Fever. She was in that movie. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. I was like, she's hot. I like her. She, she reminded me of Brooklyn, but she opened her mouth. I was like, Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> I'm, I, and so I'm sitting, I'm watching a play, and I'm about to sit down. I go, I just go to sit down like this. Wham! And I get hit in the back of the head with one of the hardest shots I ever got hit in the back of the head with. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I turn around, and there's Fred Drescher. Right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and she's 
leaning forward about to sit into her chair and she's rubbing the front of her head. Oh shit. So or both of our heads just conked together. We just sat down at the right time and she just thought, oh my god. Oh, my god. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. and she's laughing and she's like, ha ha ha, that was crazy. That was stupid oh, of me. My god. I'm so sorry. And I turn around and she's like, and she's like, oh I know you and over there. I know you too. Holy shit. I just headbutted for friend treasure. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no. If anything, I headbutted you. And I love you. It was this crazy moment where, like, both, like, the heads are like, oh, fuck, I love you. No, I love you. No, it's great. Okay, it's Oh, my God. Don't headbutt me anymore. That's that's my only <laughs> interaction. I love to see that. What was it like to, to work with Spielberg? Oh, man. That was fantastic. Well, I, that was all, like, when I got it, let's say uh, you get cast with Spielberg. Well, first, I was actually... I auditioned for this other film that I think I knew, it was about Gershwin. Uh, so it mm. was a secret project, and I think I realized it's written by Doug Wright about Gershwin, about the making of, um, of uh, what's the movie? There's a boat that's leaving soon for New York, Porgy and Bess, the making mm. of book Porgy and Bess. Wow. So that's what I was being considered for. Are they going to make the movie? I don't know. That was years ago. So I would have these I had an audition with Spielberg. It was incredible because was, it was at the Telsey office, and the only person was there with me sitting there. And, Telsey's office, the lobby. Suddenly, Spielberg comes out of the elevator. He's like, "Hello." I'm like, mm. and, he had, "And he had come to see he, Passing Strange?" Or? No, he didn't see anything. Okay. He didn't see anything. Right. But he he saw a self tape of mine I did, and it was like some sides from something. But it, it was a very top secret project. He Crazy. came in. I, we had a I had an hour meeting with him. He got behind the little camera, I think VHS camera, whatever. He was like, oh, call me great, you know, I sang a song for him. I gave him everything. So that project just sort of went away. He and Kathleen Marshall went in the room. Um, and then Lincoln came up and I went to A.B. Kaufman's office and got on tape for that. Yeah. And then I got cast. Now get this, I get cast and all I had was the sides. They didn't give me the whole script. Right. <laughs> so I just knew I played this, um, this soldier. soldier. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, wonderful. I'm, I'm a soldier in it, full, cool. So I eventually go down to Virginia. I'm, dri- you know, you, I'm driving up on the set, you know, $100 million sets. And look, it was unbelievable. I was in the Civil War in every single way. Right. And so, you know, I do my, I do, the first thing I do, I do a, uh, I do a fight rehearsal because I had like 20 stunt guys around me and then like, there's like a 200 extras and me, the only principal for that opening scene. Now, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know where that scene lied or anything like that. So everyone's so excited, like, oh, who's playing, you know, um, Captain Green or whatever, you know? Um, I was like, oh, me. Everybody seemed very excited about me. Oh, I'm just <laughs> some one dude in this. I mean, this is Danny Lewis. is like, so everybody seemed like really excited. Oh, you're playing Private Green. Like, yeah. So anyway, so I do my stunt rehearsals with the, 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 this famous stunt dude who's got like a patch over his eye, and I was terrified. He turns around and says, all right, I'm ready to start. I was like, oh my God, this is going <laughs> So we do our stunt rehearsal when it's fantastic. Wait, was, that, was that Garrett Ward? Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like He's unbelievable. I was like, oh my God. I was, I was like, so he's terrified. Yes. So we do the stunts, and it's great, and it's going it's to be muddy and cold. We did, did a stunt rehearsal. So then I go back. So then I go back to, I go to wardrobe. They're like, you're playing Private Green. I'm like... Yeah, he's like number like whatever, like 102. <laughs> so anyway, so then I go home and they're like, and then somebody said, David Yellowwell says to me, he said, isn't it, he said, it's incredible that you opened the film. And I was like, huh? I didn't understand. I, I, what do you mean you opened the film? Then I finally looked at my sides 
that says Act One, Scene One, Private Harold Green, and my it starts with my voice, and then my and my the fight and whatever my I open this film. I'm the like, he's like, like yeah you're the conscience of this film. It starts with you. You're the Private Harold Green, the slave, the the freed slave who's who's fighting. I said, you you open the film. Suddenly I, I was in my hotel room like, oh my god, what? Oh my god, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm like, I would have came. I would have showed up. I'm like, I, was, I was running around my hotel room. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Am I kidding me? Oh my god, I didn't realize the pressure of that. I'm like that's why everyone's like, you're Private Green. Oh my god, it's so nice to meet you. I was like. Whatever, <laughs> you know. I'm just. I hope I don't mess anything up. And that started a whole thing with you and David. Was that yeah. when you first met? That's which is wild because David Yellow and I get this synchronicity. We're in the opening scene of Lincoln, mm. asking for the right to vote. One hundred years later, in the movie Selma, Whoa. the first scene we do. No way. Is Ralph Abernathy and Dr. Martin Luther King in the jail cell? talking about the right to vote. Are you fucking kidding me? David Yellowo and I, now in between yeah. that, we did The Butler, where we didn't have any scenes together, but I'm the, the head of the White House Butler staff, and he plays, you know, the son of the butler. So we were in the same film, another history film. But that one in particular, we're like, this seems familiar. We actually said, and then our DP said, this seems very familiar, the two of you. And then we were all like, oh my God. Whoa. We were talking about the right to vote. Whoa. We were standing shoulder to shoulder asking for the right to vote with Lincoln. And then, it's a mm. hundred years later, mm. but in the film Selma, yeah. asking about the right to or vote. We're like, trying to earn the right in there. we're like, it's incredible. I'm like, what, two what actors? That? The uh, same two actors? People can put that side by yeah, side yeah. and see like, whoa. Whoa. And it's funny because we look all young and fresh, young soldiers in, in Lincoln, and we both gained weight for, um, That's amazing. for Selma. We both were like, you know, because Abernathy was a big dude. And so was King. And I, <laughs> and I think that's amazing. And our astral traveling. I think that that there's something to the you not knowing all the information on the set of Lincoln. That that is that's been my blessing to know not know everything. Exactly. To just be in it. To just to cruise be, and cruise and surf it. Yeah, a lot of times that works to my benefit. A lot of times I'm like, I don't know why I'm going there. Why they asked me to go? Yeah. I came out here to. And like, that's why you get the job half the yeah. time. Because you're just like, oh, she just say yes. And you just say yes. You have no idea what this is. You know, I flew out here. I'm only here for. I had a photo shoot with the with New York Times yesterday. Right. Because it, it was like suddenly like that's the other hype. They don't. Yeah. You're, you're, anyone who who follows this man on Instagram knows that you're like a fashion, a bit of a fashion icon. Yeah. You know. Well. Yeah. Well, we've always <laughs> been. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like on a high level, like, add that to yeah. the list. You know. Yeah. I, I remember Kongoso photographer. Yeah. I, I got him this gig. When, oh my god <laughs> I got him this gig to do a photo shoot you know Coleman's always like oh I got this camera I'm really I, I, he follows his fascination and then you, when you're interested in something you become really good at it because uh -huh. you come with the point of view so I got him this gig to go down to, was it South, to Carol South Carolina South Carolina and shoot a toddler's uh, beauty pageant Whoa! <laughs> you must have got some crazy. I'm like Coleman, I got, I got a gig for you. And I was like, I'll take it. It was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty yeah. experience. Yeah, and I did it like twice. Exactly. Yeah. It was kind of surreal and weird. Yeah. Like, but it was, it was kind of like this sweet anthropology. Yeah. Gee, like it's like anything that we're, we're interested in other people. Where, I mean, mm -hmm. maybe that's why the three of us in particular were like, we're just interested in like, what's that about? Mm. And then we go and do it. The other thing about, maybe we should wrap up because we yeah. got two minutes left right. for you. So, 
for just for people auditioning out there, young actors and stuff, the person behind the table, they smell the fear, they smell the desperation. And uh, if you don't come into the room with any of that, that's the breath of fresh air. That's part of what you're talking about. Not yeah. not knowing all the information when you're walking in. No. Just knowing just enough. Just focusing on the text. Yeah. Because sometimes if you're just like, holy sh you just build it up in your head to be this like, huge thing. Even when I met Spielberg, I couldn't think about the fact that I was going to meet Spielberg. You know, um, before we went in, I'll just tell you this. Yeah. The <laughs> casting director says, so, because we're still being even top secret who I was meeting with. Right. So the cast director looks at me right before I'm about, about to go into the room with Spielberg. He says, do you know who you're about to meet with? <laughs> and I said, and I said, the whiz. <laughs> But I'm like, I can't take it as seriously as all you guys. You guys are about to put too much pressure on it. I'm like, I need to joke and like, and mess this up. I'm yeah. like, I need to know that I'm just gonna go meet some regular dude. That's why I brought my testicles in a jar. <laughs> yeah, like, what am I supposed to be nervous now? I'm gonna meet I'm like, mm, the way is gonna give me a heart. <laughs> Yeah, what are you supposed to do with that? Before you walk into the room, <laughs> nothing. You do know you're about to be. Because it's so out of hand. You're like, why are you out of hand? Why, why are you, what do you want me to feel? Because I, right, yeah. But that's why I'm like one of the only people, like, which is why, like, in LA, if we ever go to any parties or Hollywood parties, which is why I'm the one who's actually eating and having a good time because right. I don't, I'm like not studying anything. I'm not yeah. like, whatever, I don't, I don't know that person. Like, you know, I gotta bring a little West Philly with me all the time. That's great. That, that helps me survive. Yeah. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 40X today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 40X is an immersive full sensory theater experience. Equipped with wind, fog, rain, scents, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Feel the wind rip through a train heist! In every twist and turn on a high speed chase! 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon! 40X USA on Facebook! <laughs>